We are challenging the constitutionality of the provincial of the province's latest legislation. All right, that is Surrey Mayor Brenda Locke yesterday at a press conference talking about the next steps that the city of Surrey is going to take in its fight with the province against who gets to decide what kind of policing service Surrey is going to have. And yes, they are making a constitutional argument on that. We obviously wanted to know more about this. How strong is this case? Is there a constitutional argument for Surrey to make here? Joining us now to talk about that is Ravi Hira, a lawyer in Vancouver who has done a lot of council work, including some pretty complex uh, commercial litigation cases. Uh, Ravi, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Simi. Uh, pleased to join you. Well, I'm looking forward to talking about this issue because that was my first question in listening to Mayor Locke uh, yesterday is you've had a chance to review the petition here very quickly. Ravi, is there a constitutional argument to be made? Let's back up a bit. And there is an analogous case uh, out of Ontario that didn't go the way uh, uh, of the uh, local electors, the municipalities. So policing under the uh, Constitution is a provincial matter, i.e. the province decides uh, what policing is going to be in place. Two, municipalities are a creation of the province. In other words, uh, the province decides what a municipality is going to be and grants municipalities powers. So both of these matters are clearly controlled by the province. Now, here, uh, uh, here we have a police act. Section 15 of the police act says that if you have a municipality of more than 5,000 people, the the municipality must provide policing according to provincial standards set by the director of uh, policing. And the municipality must pay for the policing. So against that background, um, we've had uh, an election where... uh, McCallum was elected, and he thought he had the mandate by virtue of election. And let's face it, elections have many issues to uh, remove the RCMP, uh, presumably because they weren't providing adequate policing, which is a remarkable position to take, given that they'd been the police of jurisdiction for uh, over half a century, if not longer. In any event, he undertook that process Uh, Wally Opal provided a report that said it's okay to go ahead and costs were incurred. Ms. Locke then ran for uh, mayor and took the position that uh, her platform was going to be reversing the process and maintaining the RCMP. And bear in mind, in elections, there are a number of issues at play. We don't know what actually was the issue uh, on which a person was elected or what was in a voter's mind. But We'll keep that aside for a moment. Um, So she wins the election and uh, within her powers uh, moves to reverse that position. The province says, no, we don't like that. And uh, they uh, give her uh, some advice saying you can't do it. She continues to do it. They then uh, give her notice pursuant to to the police act that... uh, the uh, policing is not going to be adequate 
with the RCMP. Um, now, if uh, the Police Act provides that if uh, uh, policing is not adequate, the province can step in and uh, uh, take uh, various steps to make the police adi- uh, policing adequate. So presumably that's what uh, the right. minister, Farnsworth, was doing back in July. It'll- Surrey then... Lo- I wanted to ask you, Ravi, though, you mentioned at the beginning there a case where didn't go the municipality's way in Toronto. Is there any precedent that you can find, a legal precedent, where a municipality has successfully argued against provincial powers? No, this is unique. You don't usually do this. The Police Act is there to make sure we have adequate policing. If there's, a, if the police uh, is not, uh, if the policing is inadequate, i.e. people are not safe, then obviously the province must step in to make sure. But but here we've had policing by the RCMP for 50 years. Uh, there's no suggestion that uh, it's been inadequate. Um, it's a political fight, which is, hap- which is now occupying uh, the uh, uh, corridors of the, or uh, the, the hallways of uh, the courtrooms. And the, argument being made by the municipality in its petition is that it says uh, municipalities are uh, entitled to select police forces. Yeah, that's true to a point. And the minister cannot impose a police force on a municipality without notice. Uh, That is also true to a point. So the question becomes, did the minister tell the province what he really wanted um, well, the argument to the contrary is, yes, he told them he wanted the Surrey police force. The second argument made is that uh, the director's report reviewing policing to determine whether or not it was adequate in Surrey was not comprehensive. It didn't take into account the cost of uh, having a Surrey police force rather than the RCMP. The third argument is, and this is a uh, a very interesting argument that uh, didn't succeed in Ontario uh, is that uh, by um, uh, imposing the Surrey police force on Surrey at this time, the minister is uh, violating the Charter of Rights uh, guarantee of freedom of expression because voters have already said, by virtue of electing uh, Ms. Locke, that they want the RCMP to remain. I'm not so sure that uh, that type of voter intent can be discerned. So in Ontario, as you may recall, the um, GTA, uh, the Greater Toronto uh, Area, had a massive uh, municipal council. Right. So they did a reorganization. That's where the provincial government stepped in and said, we're getting rid of half of this, just like that. Right. And uh, the... uh, Result was that a citizens group went to the Ontario Superior Court saying, you can't do this. It violates freedom of expression, voter intent, and things of that nature. The Ontario Superior Court in the first instance said, yes, you're right. Uh, Shortly thereafter, the Court of Appeals said, no, the province has those powers, and reversed the uh, lower court. And the Supreme Court of Canada denied leave to appeal. So we come back to British Columbia. The province has these powers. However, there are cost features. 
and there are uh, uh, that is cost features upon the municipality right. increased taxes and choices uh, whether or not people really want the RCMP or this new police force. It would seem to me that the best way to resolve this would be to have a simple referendum rather than meandering in and out of courtrooms. Right. And I frankly don't understand why that simple expression of uh, democratic uh, rights hasn't been invoked or thought of by any party. Well, you know, it's been thought of, Ravi, but for some reason it doesn't seem to happen. But thank you. You know, we really thank you for that explanation today. I understand that a lot better. I appreciate your time this morning. Not at all. You take care. You take care too. That's Ravi Hira, a lawyer in Vancouver, talking about the constitutionality of Surrey's argument here. And there is a lot to consider. There is some precedent dealing with the situations in Toronto. But the referendum, again, as Ravi Hira brings up, does it all come back down to that? Is it time to just say, fine, when we have our next provincial election, Surrey voters, you are also going to vote on this. Maybe that's finally time to think about that.